0: In every story of immigration or refugee resettlement, a common thread of loss is present. Some losses are obvious, like the loss of home and community, or the severance from family and friends who have been left behind or killed. Hey, it's JD, and you're listening to the last story for Chapter 3 of the What's Your Story podcast. Loss does not end with resettlement. New losses are experienced and revealed over time, some of which can be obscure, like the loss of identity social status, language, and cultural norms and values. The grief response that comes with loss can manifest as physical, emotional, and psychological responses, including crying, anger, numbness, confusion, anxiety, agitation, fatigue, and even guilt. In our final story for chapter four, I speak with Ariana about the experience of being an immigrant and what that loss looks like and how one can overcome that loss. So let's learn something together.
1: My name is uh, Ariana Villanueva. I currently live in Chicago and I've been in United States for about nine years, almost nine years. Um, I came here from Venezuela, born and raised in a family with a lot of different mixes, right? My family is from Portugal. My grandparents were immigrants to Latin America. Then we grew up kind of sharing this bond over immigration trauma, I think. It's in our generation. Yeah. Um, my parents are very young, and they also immigrated here to the States. They actually came here first than me. Oh, interesting. And I moved to Canada when I was about 16. And I moved there, I was 16 years old, recently graduated from high school, and my parents sent me to Canada as like an exchange student. And they were like, you have to learn English. Um, the situation in Venezuela is not good. And we foresee English being such a skill for you that's going to help you in your future. And I, I was in between mad and not understanding the whole scope. I mean, 16, just certainly don't even know what you want to do. But I went with the flow, moved to Canada by myself, um, learned English. Wow. It came back to Venezuela and started college at around 17 years old, um, very young. It definitely, my life has been very different than people in in America. Just starting by the fact that I started very yeah. young, um, and then I have 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 had a very successful career work-wise. Right when you see it on paper, you you think, "Oh my god, well this person is not grieving, it's, They're it's just right yeah. Um, But there was a lot of change at the time that my parents decided to move. So imagine just like the, the grief of seeing your family completely, completely split up. So yeah. I was raised with 11 cousins, my younger brother, and my entire family. So 11 cousins, that's six aunts. Yeah. And a huge family. We got together every Sunday. Um that was a tradition, go to my grandma's and be all together birthdays and and everything in between. And now I have two cousins in Ecuador, one cousin in Australia, um two cousins here in the States, uh some other family in Chile, um Argentina, Spain, you name it.
0: Yeah.
1: So That was initially, I think, like the first cousin that left to Australia was like, what is happening? We're crumbling. Yeah. So you start seeing the big family reunions being now just a couple of family members.
0: Smaller and smaller, yeah.
1: And and then your cousins and family kind of disappear because now I understand they are grieving too. They are going through that transformation. As well, so they they kind of separate, they shut down, they focus on surviving that change, and you're like, well, that my what is my family? So with that, friends started going too. Yeah. And and I went through a lot of denial in those years, and I said, no, I'm staying here. We can fix this. I was part of the political. Um, movement, the student union, we got this. I was vice president of the student union at college. Like, I protested. I did throw co- uh, co- Molotov cocktail bombs and <laughs> gas bombs for the military. It was wild.
0: Intense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, and I was like, yeah, we can change by always like being this person of thinking we can, we can change society. We can change through education. Yeah. I went into into like the poorest areas in the country to teach them about economy because that's what I study. And because I study in a public school, it's required for you to go um, to go to do community service. Uh, That's like the way you pay back. So my community service was teaching in very like poor areas how inflation, exchange rate and all of that actually affects them the most. Yeah. That was beautiful, but there was a moment in which I said, okay, my family is not here, my friends are not here, and uh, I'm giving my entire youth to something that I really don't know if it will pay off. I need to seek self-development, and it's not here. And that's when the bomb hits your stomach, and you say, oh, well, so I have to run away from home. This is, how do I do this?
0: How do I do this? Yeah.
1: So with that, I had a lot of support, but my support system was very strong and they said, yeah, you, you got to leave. So I applied for grad school in in the States that was my avenue. I was too old to be part of a family member in terms of legal immigration, yeah. so I had to do it all on my own. On
0: your own, yeah.
1: Um, so I applied to grad school, uh, luckily I, I made it to grad school and then in a matter of Four to six months, I packed my entire life in Whew. two suitcases. That's wow. what is allowed in the airline, right? Yeah. Two suitcases yeah. of how many pounds? I think it's 50 pounds.
0: Yeah.
1: Everything that I could put in, oh. and I'm gone. Whew. And with that, is the last time that I saw my country, that I saw my city, that I saw my mountains, my smell, the food, and taste what? To my, I was 24. So yeah. for 24 years, that was my day in, day out, my reality, my environment. And all of a sudden, you just take off and I haven't been back since.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: So in, I think that in that moment, you, you start thinking and say, okay, I abandoned all this. So you'll have this perpetual nostalgia of what home is yeah. because it will never be the same. And can I come back? I can probably come back. But then I'm sitting here in the middle and say, I'm a stranger over there. Yeah. After eight years speaking yeah. another language, uh, developing my career here in the States. So I'm a stranger in in Venezuela, but I'm also not fully belonging yeah. to America. Yeah. So you feel like you're kind of a, a What do you panda. call home?
0: Yeah. What do you call yeah. home at that point? I, yeah.
1: So yeah, this became more home for me because, well, my parents are here. My right. brother's here. um, Then a couple of cousins moved here. So, oh, wow, now my family circle is slightly bigger. Yeah. But for my profession and my job, I decided to move to Chicago. So I'm slightly further away again. And ultimately, you, you learn a couple of things. One home is what you have with you and you make yeah. home yourself. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, I want to say that it's everything, right? It's the coffee, it's the smells, it's the view, but <laughs> once you have to like get rid of all of that, you, you come to realize that you build home inside of yeah. yourself. That was a learning moment for me. And one thing that happened to me, and I will never forget this because then reading and getting more informed about it, I, I understood that, or I learned that Trauma also hides in your body, right? Um, And it shows in terms of health and even mobility. And there are ways that you can release trauma that last like a thirty-second cry session that you get desperately crying, and then you're like, "I don't understand what this happened to me," and I'm done.
0: And I'm done. Yeah.
1: And I have never experienced that, but I will never forget because it was my birthday too. Uh, when I got my American passport. And I don't know how to explain to you why this was such a big deal. I have been dealing with this legality of immigration for about five years. Yeah. But on my birthday, I went to check my mail and there it was, an envelope (laughs) um, from the government. And when I opened that and I saw, like I actually saw my picture stamped in the passport that said United States of America, I uncontrolled me. I had no control of my body. I just cried for a full minute and I was in the car because my mailbox is like outside, was outside yeah. of my house like very far. So I went and I was sitting in the car. My husband is looking at me like I have two heads and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm crying like this, but yeah. I, this is it. And after a minute, it was gone and I was like, wow. Then later on, I learned that that's a way to release Trauma.
0: sure and um, i mean probably not even realizing like what i mean if you could like maybe now but at the moment probably couldn't even figure out what emotion that was like was that joy relief sadness you know all, of the, all above? Of the above right yeah. yeah
1: exactly so you really don't know if, if what you are but i think that you always have this sense of of not fully belonging somewhere right There, is, you start facing things like your culture is different. Your sense of humor is different. Yeah. Um, even like it took me a little bit to be funny in English, not gonna lie. <laughs> um, you cannot fully express certain things because people around you simply don't understand yeah. it. Uh, so you, you are also releasing and greeting parts of yourself that you understand that you might not be the same person. You might not be or like even the same thing just because you don't have access to to that right Right? I always think with a lot of nostalgia like in in my city in Caracas you can open your window and have a bird feeder and you have birds coming like birds and uh, like very colorful and they come to your balcony and well, that's not happening. That's not <laughs>
0: happening in Chicago. No, um,
1: <laughs> <Definitely> <laughs> it would make not. it would
0: make the news in very you know very big fashion if that were the case. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, and even food, right? Like you sometimes don't find the same ingredients or the same experience. I remember going to the farmers market. You get lettuce like literally from the ground and clean it and see the worms and everything. And here, everything is just washed and yeah. like overly produced. So it's just getting getting used to all of those things and then yeah. also used to the idea that the idea of home has changed and it will never come back.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, separating from the entire family, although I've been lucky to have my family closer somehow and my family has the means to also travel and get together every other year or from time to time. So I, I cannot even... Think about the people that immigrate and have to stand in a line or in a cage, yeah. or not see their families or their sons for for years, right? I think that I've been lucky and I'm grateful for for that myself, but I also don't want to minimize because of that. I want to minimize the grieving and sadness that comes with being an immigrant.
0: Yeah, and that's a you know that's a I mean there's another version of loss, right? And you know we don't one that we don't think of as far as the impact and i you know in in your case you know having this closeness to family and i mean unfortunately you see that a lot just here in the states anyway i mean i think my wife and i have conversations at least once a week of you know the fact that here you have all these people even when we do live close you know even it's just like a state over and it's like a chore to to say look well you feel like you're wrong in asking the question are you going to be here for thanksgiving or you know that you haven't seen them in two years and like i said they live the state next door that here in your case you know like the extreme version of that that you've got this closeness and you've got this pattern of seeing you know everybody on sunday and then that's gone and you know you're grasping for like how that happened what you know where did you where did you go wrong or what did you you know what could you have done and then ultimately, I mean, for lack of better terms, like lost home, right? Yep. I mean.
1: And you and, will be for all, forever um, nostalgic about it. Like sometimes yeah. I see a documentary about Venezuela or a song or there are specific moments in which that pain comes back to your stomach and those tears come out yeah. inevitably.
0: Do you find yourself like constantly now searching for that definition of home, like you said, I mean, you know, you've got those things that like, you know, that make it be that here and, you know, whether they're the typical sayings of like, you know, home is where the heart is or whatever. But, you know, do you find yourself now, now that you've like left what you know, truly was like where you felt like you belonged and where everybody was this huge connection to family and loved ones now that it's like behind you? Like, do you feel that that loss, like you're constantly having to chase it just as if you know, loss of a relationship or, you know, a, you know, a loved one? Like, do you feel the same kind of feelings as that or no?
1: Hopefully. So it's not like I'm always seeking for, for home because like once you, you come with the idea that that's not coming back, you certainly appreciate what you have around and you say, well, this is home. Right. Yeah. And I got married in between. So I'm, I'm building my home, right. Yeah. My dog and everything else. But I think that, what i've missed the most is the connection yeah because um the friendships right because when you're older it's harder to connect at a deep level and those friendships that you think you know that person you went to high school that you still talk to yeah i i just have them on facebook or instagram and we talk from time to time they are immigrants as well yeah. in other places so we just got just completely separated so i think i'm always craving for those like meaningful connection connection
0: yeah that's understandable and 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 you know in your case you know versus like the loss of somebody you know completely you know it's like you get these like glimpses of it that you get to like hold on to and then like you said i mean you talk periodically but it's like it's not the it's same not it the was same. as what it is it's almost it's almost worse you know like it's like you wish that you wish that they were visiting hours, you know, for heaven, you know, and then like at the same time you realize that it's probably not a good idea because you're, you're never going to move past like whatever or see what you should be seeing, you know, and not to say that like being friends with those people isn't a good idea, but you know, like you're constantly reminded of something in the past, you know, and never get a chance to not
1: have. Right. Like, yeah, uh, I, when I got married in my wedding, two of my good friends, just coincidentally we're traveling to the States and they made the case to go to Miami where my wedding was and I was so fortunate. But there's yeah. a million others that they got married or they had their first kid and you know it through social media and you see the pictures and you're like, Yeah, but like I don't have the means to go there or they don't have the means yeah. to go here before I could just say like, come home for dinner and yeah. meet the family. I'll see and you that's tomorrow, just not right? possible. Mhm. Yeah.
0: What? What? I mean, if you're looking back, what? What's? The, what would you say is the, the the most challenging part of all this? You know, and and what, you know, perhaps you know somebody that doesn't really get grasped like what being an immigrant is. You know, only just what we see, unfortunately, on the news. What? What's something that like you've you've experienced that you wish other people saw more clearly?
1: I think the fact that. Immigration is a decision that's very logical, and it's also very based on your fire flight or survival, right? Yeah. You are looking, you are seeking for a better quality of life, or you're running away for threats. Uh, you know, like if every experience of immigration is fully different. And yeah. I think that people are quickly to judge on your language or on your inabilities to comprehend certain things or um, things like that. And little people actually appreciate that we're here surviving and that this decision, it's not like, oh my God, I'm just going to leave home. I'm just going to leave it all behind. This is not a fun decision. So you are leaving behind so much that I see people judging people Coming through the border or things like that. I'm like, they are trying to survive. Survive. They're trying to speak better for their kids, for themselves. Yeah. They're not leaving home because they want to. Yeah. We not we don't want to leave home.
0: Yeah. Do you, do you do you find yourself, you know, even just using that term? Like, are you hesitant to to even you know call yourself an immigrant for for fear of that judgment or? Does this, like, the thought not even cross your mind? Like, you feel like you're like you know, in a safe spot that you can say that.
1: I think yeah. in the beginning, I would, I would find very hard to hide my accent, to fit in. But there was a yeah. point in which that is just such a heavy weight for any individual that I was like, I'm going to just embrace this and whoever yeah. gets close to me has to embrace it with me. Yeah. But there are certain cases, more so when you're looking for a job or when you're trying sure. to excel. Like people don't realize, I had a very successful career when I came back to America. None of what I did in my country, none of my biggest success, are enough for what it's required here, or even taken into account. So you start from the scratch.
0: Snitch. yeah.
1: I know people that with PhD that had to come here and wait. Start for all me.
0: over. Shoo. Yeah, and we don't think about that, right? That.
1: Yeah, things don't necessarily humbling.
0: match up and and maybe not even just match up, but we just kind of look at it and go, yeah, well, you're not from here. Then that doesn't really doesn't really matter. Right. Yeah. Well, it's not
1: a global brand. So this is not enough. And you have to go to square one and and start over.
0: So then what pulls you through? What has been like the, the guiding light or the guiding advice that you've kind of carried with you from from the day you left to, to now that helps you not feel that weight of, of, you know, being judged as, as somebody who is an immigrant in a world where it seems like we're constantly, you know, trying to point the finger and the blame on, on somebody that's that.
1: Yeah, I think I am still learning how yeah. to to move past some of these things. But sure. I think I've, everything has been clicking in when I started doing more of a self-work, self right? Because that yeah. Uh, need to fit in, to belong, also gets you into behaving in ways that you normally wouldn't. Um, yeah. Or like, I don't know, your people pleasing kicks in and all your insecurities flourish. And the more w- internal work that I've been able to do, the more I have embraced who I am and the yeah. more or the stronger I've become into, into just breaking through those barriers. Yeah. But it, it is not easy, and I think most of the time I compartmentalize this feeling of not belonging and these fears into a space of my body. It's not the healthiest thing to do, and just no. didn't even think about it until I had it, quote unquote all figured it out, like the job, <laughs> the papers, the, the Do we ever right? And then, then there was a moment in which I burnt out. I had to quit my job. I didn't know what was happening to me. And I said, I need to stop. So I started doing my internal work. I went to therapy, read a lot. I started my healthy habits, the morning routine, meditation, working out regularly. And I started embracing myself more and understanding that my identity, although it's judged, is mine.
0: It's yours. Absolutely. And it's
1: Beautiful. the only thing I have that is truly mine.
0: Thank you to Ariana for taking the time to share her story and helping us understand what an immigrant has to contend with when starting a new life in another country. What's Your Story is produced by me, JD, with background music played by Chad Lawson. The stories, though, they're all yours, the listener. So if you've got a story you want to share, you can do so by heading to fragilemoments.org your story We'll be back real soon with Chapter 4, but until then, I just want to say thanks for tuning in, and I look forward to hearing your story one day, because we all have within us a story to tell, a song, yet unsung.